Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 149. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello there, beautiful lady. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. I can't believe we're like, yeah, some of us have been hanging out together way from the beginning. So thank you so much if you have been a longtime listener and huge welcome and thank you for giving this podcast a go if this is the first time you've ever tuned in. If you're listening to this podcast episode via my website, mumswithhustle.com, that's totally cool, but an easier way for you to really get into these podcasts and build a habit around listening and learning and being inspired and taking action through this podcast is to actually subscribe on iTunes. So you would have a podcast app on your phone. Make sure that you search Mums with Hustle on that app. We're also on Google Podcast. We're also on Stitcher if you're an Android user. And so if you subscribe using one of those apps or one of those programs. It just means that you're able to listen on the go much easier. You can download episodes and listen to them from wherever you are. It's just so much of an easier experience. I know that we have people listening in the car, people listening on the train, people listening while they walk or run, while they're at the gym, while they're doing errands, all sorts of things. So integrate this podcast into your life and yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to notice some big shifts in the way that you think, in the way that you feel about yourself and your business. And of course, it's going to give you some inspired actions to take because this podcast is centered around personal and business growth and I love to keep it actionable. So it's not just a podcast that you listen to. It's a podcast that requires you to do something every time, just Small steps, small steps every day is my mantra for business. It can be really difficult as a mum, especially when you have young children in your care at home full time. Like I have been there, I have done that. I have gone through being at home, solo, husband working an hour and a half away, doing everything here on my own, raising a baby, being pregnant at the same time all of that. So I totally get it. I'm still very much in the trenches when it comes to building my business. But the premise of this podcast is always just to be here, to share my journey, to share teachings, to share inspiration, to share the success stories of other female entrepreneurs, because you can do this. You have totally got this. There is no reason why I can be doing this and you can't or why someone else can be achieving things in their life and their business and you can't. So success truly starts with self-belief and knowing that you can do it. And then it comes with learning and being inspired, hanging around like-minded people, all of that stuff. So that kind of leads me into today's topic for the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some practical ways around how I became comfortable going to networking events as a business owner, how I became comfortable doing that because I was not comfortable doing that for a very long time. I do still get nervous, even if it is my own event, I get nervous. So I'm going to give you some tips 
on how you can kind of manage those emotions and all the feels so that you can start attending these things for yourself. And if you are already attending, well, you can raise your vibration when you're there so that you are just more present and more actively connecting with people and learning and taking that experience of the event way beyond the event and seeing continued success and happiness and energy just like going on and on in your life and in your business way past whatever event it is that you've attended. In this episode, I'm also going to be sharing with you a cool Instagram feature that is quite new and some savvy ways that you can be using this to connect with people, whether or not you're attending an event or just every day out and about in your real life. Even with your customers, it's a very cool way to connect and grow your following. So make sure you stick around for that as well. But as I like to say, let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to start with a bit of a question because I'm wondering, and I want you to be honest, I know I've definitely changed my views on on this or I've changed my habits around thinking when it comes to this question. So how much are you letting a label dictate certain beliefs about what you can do and what you can't do or what is possible for you, not possible for you in life and in business? And I'm speaking specifically around personality types. So we know that there are these two groups of people, introverts, extroverts, and you may have heard me mentioning it here on the podcast before. You may be inside of my Social Methods Society month-by-month membership academy. Okay, I know we talk about it a lot in there as well. And quite recently, I did an Instagram post. You can go and check it out over at Mums with Hustle. Have a little scroll through, read some posts. You might find it. But I did put on a little post there that said, oh, I'm an extrovert and oh, I also like have had enough peopling now (laughs) because that is true. I am an extrovert by nature, but it is a spectrum. It's not like full blown 100% extrovert all the time, like go, go, go. And I think that people can subscribe to these beliefs of, well, I'm an introvert, so that means I'm able to do this, this, and this, and I'm not able to do this, this, and this, or I can't shine by doing certain things because that's only for extroverts or it comes easy to extroverts and things like that. Likewise, there are extroverts out there feeling like they have to be a certain way because they're an extrovert, yet it doesn't feel good to them. It's energy-taking, not life-giving. So, This is what I mean. I kind of want to approach this subject of networking from a space that speaks to everyone. I don't want to paint everyone with the same brush, whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert. These tips are going to help you. They're little things to try, things to try on, see what fits, see what suits. I am sharing some strategies that have helped me over many, many years in going to different networking events, whether they are parties, whether they are business events, whether they are professional development, social things. I want to share these strategies with you because they've seen a lot of personal growth and they've helped me make some really meaningful and impactful relationships. And I want the same for you. 
Now, before I dive into these four main tips that I really want to share, if you are an introvert or if you are an anxious person and going to a networking event really just rattles you to the core and you find yourself just trying to talk yourself out of going, one of the greatest things that you can do is actually research the place, like the venue and how to get there, research where the closest parking is, just get yourself familiar with where you are going. Relieve some of that overwhelm and regain some of that control by researching on where you are going. Another very quick tip for my friends out there that might be just super nervous or anxious about going to new places, meeting new people, is to get there earlier than the event actually starts. And I think that is very helpful because you get to go in, you can get familiar with the space, you can go to the bathroom, you can orientate yourself with the energy and the space of the venue. You might even be able to meet the organizer, which is a plus. Getting there early means that you can meet some key people and you're there as others are entering. So you're not leaving it to enter last and then coming into this room full of people in this unfamiliar space. You have gotten there early, so you're already familiar as other people enter. And you'll find that you can then go up to people to make them feel more comfortable or or they will come over to you because they're feeling those nervous feels about like, okay, where am I? Am I supposed to get my name badge? Like, where is the coffee? all of those things. And they're really great opportunities for you to try to make some eye contact or engage in a conversation before it feels like everyone is there and it's just like some loud, overwhelming, buzzing place. Okay. So on to the four tips specifically. Number one, I know that it is so natural, well, it is for me anyway, to kind of come into a networking event And just think about how I feel, like thinking about how I'm nervous, thinking about, is my outfit okay? Maybe I'm doing things like pulling out my phone just to look like I'm not alone. (laughs) Does anyone else do that? Or is that just me? Walking into events, sometimes I'm like overanalyzing my personality. I can be thinking, okay, Tracy, make sure that you don't talk too much about your business. You want other people to be able to talk about their business. And I I can just overthink and just try to shrink myself. And then I'm not even coming across to people as the real me because I'm so self-conscious of taking up too much energy or taking up so much space as someone that is naturally a real sociable extroverted person. So then I try to retract. And in doing that, I don't even let my essence show to the lovely people that I'm meeting. So I'm very conscious of that walking in that it's not about me. I need to like just stop thinking, okay, Tracy, dull yourself down or like try to fit in here or look at your phone or is your outfit okay? And and all of that stuff. I need to just stop thinking about myself And I need to step into a place where my job is to just make every person that I make eye contact with or speak to feel comfortable. So that's how I kind of do that. Every single time 
when I am walking into, as I said, whether it's a social thing or a business learning opportunity or a networking event, I try to just tell my ego to calm itself down and step into a place of love and service and approach it from the angle of I am there, regardless of how uncomfortable I feel, I am there to make everyone else feel more comfortable because everyone is coming into this event, regardless of their personality type, feeling a little bit unfamiliar, feeling a bit uncomfortable in a new situation. So try that on for size, see how that one fits. See if you just by altering the way you think, make it be less about yourself and more about making everyone else feel comfortable. I think it's going to make a big difference to how you approach attending any networking event. Okay, so tip number two, and now that I'm saying this, I feel like it should have been tip number one, but whatever, we roll with it here on the podcast. Number two is try going alone to the event. Oh, oh my gosh. And believe me, I used to be this person that could just not be in my own company. Like I would look at people at the movies and just be thinking, girlfriend, what are you doing at the movies alone? Like I couldn't think of anything worse. And I guess that's the extrovert in me needing people to get my energy. But try going alone. And it can scare the bejeebas out of so many people to go to an unfamiliar place or an event where they don't even know a soul to go alone. But there are some perks to going alone. And I think the big one is that when you go with someone that is familiar, that's just keeping you safe. And you tend to sit with that person, have lunch with that person. When there are activities and, you know, maybe there are icebreakers or maybe there are brainstorming sessions, maybe there are opportunities where you're called to like dream really big and be aspirational. If people know you or you're sitting or you're partnered with someone that you know, you can tend to limit the things that you're putting out there. So if you're asked to say something that you really want to achieve in your life and your business. And if that to you is like something astronomical and you want to put that out there, but you've got this friend that has come along and you might think, oh, she's going to think I'm such a dreamer for thinking that I can have this type of business or live in that type of house or whatever. And you can limit yourself from actually doing the work that you need to do. Does that make sense? I just feel like when you go alone, you're just more open to being more daring. There's nothing limiting you. You're also more likely to meet new people and become part of a new amazing circles and conversations. I know there are so many amazing events for business women, mums in business. It's happening all the time and it's such a beautiful thing. And I just see so many ladies wanting to go, but trying to talk themselves out of it or a condition of them going is only if they can get a friend to go. And so I just want to encourage you to think about the opportunity that there is for you to grow personally and also to grow your professional network. If you are going on your own, you will be okay. In fact, you're probably going to walk away with more to gain from going alone. So I just want you to, again, try that one on for size and see how it goes. All right. So my third piece of advice is actually like a bit of an Instagram tip, really. 
if I break it down. So I'm not sure if you're familiar or not, but a little while ago, very recently actually, Instagram released a new feature or a new tool and it's called Instagram Name Tag. I'm excited about this because I don't actually have business cards. I always say I'm a digital entrepreneur and yeah, maybe I could have business cards. I probably should get some. But at the point of recording this podcast, we're almost three years old here at Mums with Hustle and I have not had any business cards ever. And I just love this new Instagram name tag feature because it's like you have a digital business card right there on the Instagram app. And you can certainly print these things out. And if you do have business cards or if you're looking to redesign business cards in the future, keep listening because this might be a tool that you'd like to incorporate onto the business card or onto your promotional materials for your business to help you connect with customers and new contacts and broaden your network. So let's talk about where you can find the name tags tool. Okay, so if you open up your Instagram profile to your own screen where you see your bio and all of your posts, that's your Instagram profile. And then if you look up in the top right-hand corner, it's there at the moment. Sometimes Instagram moves things around. So really, you need to find the menu section of your Instagram profile and It's got a list of features in that menu like your Instagram insights, that's your analytics and your data about your posts and your followers and your engagement. And then you'll see that you can access saved posts and you'll also see another feature there called name tag. If you click on that, you can personalize your own name tag. So your Instagram handle will come up and you can personalize the look, the design of your name tag by taking a fun selfie, or maybe you're just going to use emojis. You can select different emojis to add to the background. You can even just select a colored background if you wish. So this name tag tool is kind of like your Instagram digital business card, if you want to think of it like that. And I bring this tool up because I think it's really clever. If you're someone like me that doesn't have business cards, yet you want to be able to connect with people at events or even in the beautiful When you're sending packages to your clients or to your customers, you can incorporate this name tag to encourage people to follow you or connect with you later. But yeah, if you have a business card, why not include your Instagram name tag on there? Because you can scan these. People can use the name tags feature to scan other people's name tags and that's going to help them follow you. So if you're going to an event and you don't have business cards and you do have Instagram and then therefore you've got this name tag feature, here's what you can do. You can simply print out a stack of name tags just on pieces of paper or on bits of cardboard to DIY that for yourself. Or you could even print them out as stickers on labels and, you know, stick them on different things or hand them out to people. There are so many things that you can do with this name tags feature that are going to help you connect with people well and truly past an event. And again, all you have to do to start following someone on Instagram, if you're at an event, is open up your name tags tool and there's a little button down at the bottom that you can select where you can start scanning the tags of different people that you want to follow. 
And I think it'll be really cool if you do that. It's a bit of an icebreaker as well. You can do that and show someone else how they can access this cool feature. They're going to be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. How'd you figure that out? (laughs) And you can just be like, oh, I just love being on Instagram. Or you can say, Tracy Harris, you can check her out. No pressure. (laughs) Okay. And the final fourth tip that I wanted to speak to you about is actually following up. I can't tell you how many incredible conversations people are having at networking events only to leave and then never connecting with those people again. So something useful that I do, I always have like a little notebook or a diary or I'm like notepad obsessed. And I take that with me to the event. Sometimes I'll provide, you know, paper and pencils and things like that. Just have something that you can write it down on or even just open the notes app on your phone and type it in. But write down the names of people that you felt a connection with or write down the names of people that you'd like to follow up for whatever reason. Don't only write down their name though because you might forget who that person actually was, what they looked like, what they did, all of that stuff. So I write down their name. I also include like a super brief description of the person, like maybe their appearance is like I'm a visual person. So I might write Rebecca, long red hair, lives in Queensland, you know, and that's, it's just enough to jog my memory. I do like to jot down one or two things that we actually spoke about because again, it jogs my memory. So I'm like, okay, why? I did like Rebecca. I remember the hair, but like, why did I actually, what were we going to follow up on? So I do like to jot down just a couple of dot points about the things that we spoke about or what I would like to follow her up on. Because I know that when I get back home, I may only open up that notebook in a day or so, or even a week or a month. And I am likely to forget, let's face it. So when I do go to actually reach out and connect to these people, like it could be via DM, it could be a PM via Facebook, it could be an email, and it's just really nice to reintroduce yourself. Hey, it's Tracy. We met at the whatever the event was. It was so lovely connecting with you. I loved our conversation about... And you can insert that there. That's just to jog their memory as well. Cause I mean, they may not remember. And it's not that they weren't interested. It's just that life happens and brains get full. So give them a little reference point so that they actually remember who you are and spark their memory and their joy about that interaction with you. And then it's just super nice if you can note something personal about them, something that they said that you've jotted down that you can then reference in your follow-up with that person. So if they said that their son just started kindergarten or if they said something like they were planning a family holiday after the event or if they said something about having gut issues and they're going on some cleanse and detox, well, maybe you can just reference that. That's just a nice way to show that you were actually actively listening and that you do care about them as a person. And again, it's going to take your relationship much further, much quicker because it's going to build that trust. It's just being sociable. It's being gracious. It's being kind. It's showing that you actually care. 
So there you have it, ladies. They are some real practical pieces of advice on how I got comfortable going to networking events. And remember, I still get nervous. These are things that I like to practice though to make me feel better, to help me step into a space of love and step out of that space of ego that tries to keep me small and tries to keep me just existing in my own bubble and and worrying about myself when I should be trying to make other people feel good and being a light to others. And if I have to wrap this up, I do want to touch on the fact that whether you identify as being an introvert or an extrovert or you are sometimes one and sometimes the other, however you like to think and feel about it, just don't be limited to thinking that certain things in life and in business are only possible for you if you are either one or the other. That is not true at all. It is severely crippling your potential. You are limitless. That's what I want to say to you. You are limitless. You are probably so afraid even of your true potential. So ditch those beliefs and start attending those networking events as they come up. If it excites you, if there's something that makes you curious about what you're going to learn or who you're going to meet, I always say, follow the good butterflies, follow your curiosity more and open yourself up to new experiences. You never know who you're going to meet or what you're going to learn, but we all do need to keep learning and we all do need people around us to help us grow and keep us accountable and help us raise our own vibration when we are in community with others. So I hope this episode has helped you even in your personal life to get comfortable going into unfamiliar social situations or into professional development opportunities that your boss might send you to. And if you are an entrepreneur, of course, helping you expand your network by attending events. Until next time, I'm going to stay, say happy in your hustle. And if you love this episode, please check out the show notes that accompanies this episode. We have popped a link there for you to head over and leave me a review if this podcast is giving you life and giving you some pep in your step. We'd love to know about it. You can follow me over at Instagram on Mums with Hustle. I also have a Facebook page at Mums with Hustle, and I'd love to see you over there. All right, bye for now. Bye.